Namaskaram, and welcome to the June 2009 edition of the Kauai's Hindu Monastery Monthly Video. This month we present a summary of the July-August-September 2009 issue of Hinduism Today magazine. Namaste from the tropical headquarters of Hinduism Today in Hawaii, bringing you the July-August-September issue of Hinduism's foremost magazine. Join us on a world tour of a faith followed by one-sixth of the human race as we continue our 30th year chronicling the people, places, and events of a global religion in Renaissance. In this special temple issue, we go to a Pacific island where something magical is happening. We listen to a brain scientist's encounter with yogic consciousness and we explore India's devotional spirit. Let's begin with our publisher's tale of three temples. It would be hard to overestimate the power and importance of the temple in Hindu culture and spiritual practice. The home of God to which we go for solace and connection with the divine. Hindu communities revolve around the local temple, which serves as the hub of culture, worship, festivals, and more. For the devout, the ideal is to attend the puja at the community temple daily, or at least once a week, and to participate in the major holy festivals celebrated within its precincts. This allows us to experience the blessings of God and the gods regularly, and to enjoy frequent fellowship with other devotees, which is uplifting and engaging. Though God is everywhere, it is easiest to receive his blessings at the temple, if you are finding fulfillment by worshiping in your community temple, don't stop there. Consider extending your devotional life to the Griha Mandara, or home shrine. The ideal Hindu home centers around the home shrine, a special room set aside and maintained to create a temple-like atmosphere which holds us close to our spiritual goals and practices. In this holy space, we conduct puja, read scripture, perform sadhana, sing bhajana, and do japa. Here we can always feel the presence of God and the gods, whom we honor especially in the morning and evening and before meals, which we offer to them before we partake. Here worship traditionally begins before dawn with the simple act of dedication for the coming day. If you are finding fulfillment by worshiping in the home shrine, don't stop there. Consider worshiping in the Atma Mandira, if you are not already practicing yoga meditation. The third place of worship is the temple within the body, which I call the Atma Mandira. Through meditation, we temporarily set aside our mundane concerns and experience our refined spiritual nature that is always serene and centered, the source of intuition, solace, and strength for all our activities. Consistent practice of meditation has the power to increase our concentration, observation, understanding, compassion, appreciation, cooperation, mental acuity, emotional stability, willpower, and our ability to see God in all things and all people. 
On December 10th of 1996, the brain of Jill Taylor, a neuroanatomist, shut down, sending her on an incredible journey into inner consciousness. We interviewed Dr. Taylor, who told us, quote, I can step into a consciousness where we are the life, force, and power of the universe. Or I can choose to step into a consciousness where I become a single individual separate from you. Which would you choose? Dr. Taylor's experience, coupled with her knowledge of the inner workings of the human brain, bring new insights into the yogic attainments of oneness and universal love. My left hemisphere brain chatter went totally silent. Just like someone took a remote control and pushed the mute button, total silence. And at first I was shocked to find myself inside of a silent mind, but then I was immediately captivated by the magnificence of the energy around me. And because I could no longer identify the boundaries of my body, I felt enormous and expansive. I felt at one with all the energy that was, and it was beautiful there. And then all of a sudden, my left hemisphere comes back online, and it says to me, hey, we got a problem. We got a problem. We got to get some help. And I'm going, oh, I got a problem. I got a problem. So it's like, okay, okay, I got a problem. But then I immediately drifted right back out. Siva's sanctuary in tropical Hawaii is well known to the Hinduism Today editorial team. We've watched it arise in the jungle right outside our door for the last two decades. It's an all-granite temple, hand-carved in India and shipped stone by stone to Kauai Island, 8,000 miles away. The temple began with a vision of Shiva that Hinduism Today founder Satguru Sivaya Subramunya Swami had one morning in February of 1975. Now, it's coming into fruition, and in her article, our New York correspondent, Lavina Melwani, covers every aspect, practical and spiritual, of its creation. She writes of the inevitable tribulations inherent in a task that involves multi-nation logistics, spans decades, and has over 9,000 supporters. She explores the patient skills of the Indian silpies, the hereditary sculptors whose craft goes back a thousand years unchanged. Read Lavina's story, then visit Iravan Temple on the Garden Island. Our 16-page insights section on the elements of Hindu devotion is the work of Dr. Stephen Heiler. He's one of those rare individuals who can do everything and do it well. Dr. Heiler spent years in India photographing the ways that Hindus worship God, gathering their stories, and then writing a masterful survey of culture, bhakti, and the simple life lived divinely. Dr. Heiler begins one story this way. Having just shaved and bathed, Ramachandran wraps the three meters of his clean, freshly starched white cotton dhoti around his waist. He places a matching shawl over his shoulders, leaving his chest bare, and then steps into his rubber sandals and slips out the door of his home. Just in front of him, his younger sister has almost finished painting an elaborate column, a sacred design on the ground before the door 
which he has made with bleached rice flour. It is an activity that either she or his mother or aunt performs every day of the year. As he walks carefully around it, he admires the beautiful lotus she is creating. All around him, the town is coming to life as he weaves between countless other columns and moves down the street, waving to his neighbor, an old man intent on milking his cow. Ramachandran is on his way to the temple. The departments in this issue include a minister's message on seva by Swami Yuktatmananda of the New York Ramakrishna Vivekananda Center. There's a story of tolerance from Ireland and a visit with America's first Hindu chaplain. 15-year-old Farron Rajkumar takes pen in hand to plead for an honest portrayal of her religion in her school. Our book reviews are followed by an intellectually incisive piece from Conrad Elst. His worrying with words covers Hindu revivalism, fundamentalism, communalism, nationalism, secularism, and the Hindu right. The Hinduism Today editors went to India to meet 15 Sanskrit scholars who are working night and day to preserve millions of old manuscripts. We end with a quote from Paramahansa Yogananda. The happiness of one's own heart alone cannot satisfy the soul. One must include, as necessary to one's own happiness, the happiness of others. When you learn to live for others, they will live for you. Visit our newly designed website at www.hinduismtoday.com. Thank you for watching. If you haven't done so already, log into iTunes and subscribe to our Kauai's Hindu Monastery video podcast, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you are interested in receiving this video on DVD to show to a large group, send us an email at monthlyvideo at hindu.org. See you next month. Om Namah Shivaya.